0: All right, everybody, welcome to Car Thoughts with David, and uh, today I've got another interview for you guys. Uh, I'm speaking with Elaine Jacques, and uh, she is going to uh, be talking with me today about um, uh, her coaching and consulting, You uh, Plus 1%, How to Improve Yourself Every Day, and then we're going to talk about some travel stories and then whatever else comes to mind. So, Elaine, if you'd like to, uh, to take it over and, and go into a little bit more detail, then we'll get, get the show started.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, David. It's such a pleasure to be having this conversation with you today. And thank you for the great honor of, of being on your show. So as you requested, my name is Elaine Jack and I am an International Coach Federation certified coach, and I have branded myself as U Plus 1% today. And I'm also, just for fun, uh, a medical speech language pathologist. So I work in acute care hospitals with inpatients, um, adults only. I'm not brave enough to work with children. Um, <laughs> but speaking a little bit more, you had asked me to kind of go into a little bit more about the U plus 1% um, today, kind of what that means. And it's based on the idea from, um, some people will say it's from Japan, some people will say it's from China and I don't want to step down any toes, so I'll just say it's from somewhere. And it's based on the Kaizen principle of each day doing something to improve yourself. And what I love about that is not saying okay I'm going to go climb Mount Everest today when I've never gotten up off my couch you know it's it's okay if that's what my goal is what can I do today to help move myself towards that is it get up off the couch and walk across the living room instead of just sitting there and waiting for someone to bring me something to use a very very small example but just something that you can do to move yourself forward every single day and of course my today my emphasis on that is let's not wait for someday to happen. Let's not, you know, that magical someday that never comes, let's do something today that will move you forward into something that you wanna be so that come January of 2020, you're not still going, someday I wish, whatever. You're that much further forward towards that goal because each day you took a little tiny step in that direction. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Very cool. Yeah, and that's—I uh, mean—that's something that's very important. I think a lot of people need to hear because you know a lot of people have those dreams where there's like, oh, someday I'd like to do this or do that, and they have those those moments where they wish for that, but then they yeah. like you like you said, just sit on the couch and wait for a, a, a you know pizza to appear from the uh, <laughs> delivery person or something. <laughs> Sometimes
1: I super wish that would happen, but so far no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually you have to call them and pay them uh, from what you I've know, found. Uh,
1: so strange. Very, very <laughs> pesky. <laughs> yes, yes. But so far it hasn't happened. And, and quite honestly, I think I'd be a little startled if a pizza delivery person suddenly appeared in my living room without me having called them there.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be like a dream come true if they just could magically appear. That'd, that'd be even better. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, wow. it's like, it's like, um, uh, oh, like, Gosh, the Cosmo or whatever from that show. Gosh, can't think of it, but he would just appear in places. Or, or the guy from Quantum Leap. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. (laughs) And of course, anyone who's listened to my show knows that I primarily eat a lot of pizzas, so you know that would be (laughs) definitely right up my alley. Um, I've actually had pizza Aww. places that used to give me uh, uh, pizza for free because uh, I went in there so much. <laughs> so. Wow, that's
1: true fan club.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, my, my boss, the one that I was telling you about today, he, uh, we uh-huh. had walked into uh, uh, a restaurant one time and uh, guys making our pizzas. And he had never been in there before, but I I'd went in there a couple of times. And he's like, you know, what, asking us what he wants. And he looks up, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Calvert. I did not know that was you. How are you doing today, sir? And my boss is just looking at me like complete, total disbelief. Like, this guy knows your name. He calls you Mr. Calvert. What the heck is this Twilight Zone episode?
1: That is awesome. (laughs) So. I, I am this amazingly famous person outside of work, just so you understand, Mr. Boss, you know, people know me.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm, I'm known in certain circles, uh, well, pizzas. <laughs> pizzas are circular, yeah. <laughs>
1: pizzas are circular.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, you know what, we all want to be famous, I guess, at some point, and you, you have arrived already, so.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, so, you know, when you work with people, you know, uh, I mean, how, how do you, like, approach that, you know, as far as, you know, uh, where you're trying to get people to do that 1% every day? What's the, what's the best way you find for people to start moving towards that?
1: So what I like to do with people, of course, is you know obviously once we've had the initial conversation to determine I'm the best one to work for them because uh, work with them. It, it's it's very important to a coaching relationship that the that the connection be there um, and the you know parallel uh, values and that kind of thing. And so I just always like to say that I will always refer someone on. I know a lot of great coaches, and I'm not at all. Um, Uh, unhappy to refer people. But if someone decides that, yes, I am the perfect person to work with them, um, I like to kind of get get an idea of what's their big goal. You know, what is, to use my example from earlier, what's their Mount Everest? You know, what are we aiming for? And then that makes it a lot easier to figure out, well, what do we need to do along the path? And talking about Each and every time we discuss, you know, my clients would tell you this, that at the end of the conversation, my words to them are going to be, okay, what's your action step? I don't pick it for you and give you homework. What I say is what's your action step? What one small thing are you going to do between now and next time that you're committing to yourself and to me that is going to move you towards Mount Everest? What one more step are you going to take that'll move you in that direction? And having that sort of end goal in mind, um, You know, the the seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind idea of what's our big goal and then how is each and every decision and each and every step that you take moving you towards that and changing your mindset towards I am making this decision because my future self, if you will, my myself that's already standing up on the top of Mount Everest will thank me for making this one small step today because that brought me that much more close closer to that goal. So that's sort of, I guess, a general framework um, that, that I help create. And of course, everybody has a different way that they like to talk about it. Some people don't like the term goals, so we might use the term target. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to change up the vocabulary. It has to be what works best for my clients. So I'm, I'm pretty individualistic to figure out what's going to work for you and how can we move you forward and what do you need from me in order to do that? You know, do you need me to be your, your greatest cheerleader? Do you need me to be that tough provider? Like, you know what? I I think that that step is too small. I, I think you can do better than that. And I will at times I'll push, I'll push some of my clients to say, okay, I think that sounds like a great action step, but I think you're still holding yourself back. Do you feel that's the case? If you don't, okay, I'm all right with that step. But if not, let's, let's maybe stretch that. So, um, there's a little bit about me and what I do. Um, (laughs) I I like to say I torture people, but that's not actually true. I help them to go forward. And if that sometimes feels a little bit painful, it's because change is hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, there's always those, um, you know, anytime we're going outside of our comfort zone, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, you know, mm. I mean, that's, that's something that's, that's common. And, uh, you know, so you do have that little bit of pain or torture. Uh, like for instance, um, something I learned about, uh, crabs is that, uh, like the ones in the water, you know, that you eat or whatever, uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, is that, uh, I don't know why I had to clarify that. Everyone probably knows what crabs are. Um, (laughs) But uh, when they're born, you know, they have tiny shells. And as their body grows, Mm -hmm. um, the the shell doesn't actually grow with it. They actually have to go Mm -hmm. under like a rock and break it off. And then another larger shell that accommodates their body um, uh, grows around it, almost like a fingernail, uh, Mm -hmm. to put it in a human uh, term. And
1: uh, then...
0: Uh, over time you know their body grows and they have to they have to break out of that shell and keep regrowing until they reach their full size I love that
1: I love that imagery of just that sometimes we have to go through pain um, in order to achieve that next goal and if we stay inside that shell it just gets tinier and tinier and and limits us more and more I love that that's awesome (laughs)
0: Yeah, I saw that in a video and I was like, wow, I've never actually thought about how, you know, I just thought, okay, well, there's baby crabs and they grow and they become big crabs. I never thought about they had to keep actually breaking out of their shell. And every time that they grow a little bit because it gets so uncomfortable, they can't stand being in that shell anymore to, uh, to move on to the next phase of their growth.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. I love that. It's, it's always fascinating to me, the examples from nature that we have of, of all the things that we go through and what we get stuck in our
0: minds on. And it's like,
1: look at this little crab. Look what it does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of got into that. I was at the beach uh, a couple months ago. Um, I got sent out there for work to convert a couple of computers over and I'm sitting there, like, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm waiting for the sunrise and I'm seeing all these little crabs crawling around on the beach. And so I started watching videos about crabs and came upon that and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That kind of applies to life and, and growing and learning and, and doing new things. So, yeah.
1: so true. So absolutely true. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So, so I have to ask, 5 o'clock in the morning?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get up super early, so I'm, I'm usually up by about 4.30, and the hotel I was at was on, actually on the beach, so I got up, got, um, dressed, and then went and sat down on the beach, and just kind of hung out, and waited for, waited for the sunrise.
1: Wow, that's awesome, good for you.
0: But, uh, well, yeah, so, and, and, um, you know, to kind of go into your, your thing about the taking the steps to climb the mountain, Um, and kind of tying in a travel story with that as well is, uh, one time I was in Germany and my, Mm -hmm. my uncle was like, you know, we, we went to the, uh, the, uh, uh, swanstein castle, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the fairy tale castle that the Disney castle is based off of. And he's like, oh, you know, we need to walk, you know, it's good. The mountain there, it's good. You know, of course, he said all this in German, but I'm translating for, for our American listeners. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, yeah, it's good. We need to walk up there. You know, we'll let your grandmother and your aunt um, ride the buggy to the top, but we're going to walk. So I'm thinking we're going to walk the path, you know, because it zigzags up the side of the mountain, because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you know, good ways up the side of a mountain. And, of course, he's nearly 80 at this point. So, but uh, no, he he starts walking straight up the side of the mountain. <laughs> and and so I, of course, follow him because I'm like, well, I'm I'm sixty years younger than him. Of course, I've got this, <laughs> no big deal. And, um, you know, it was it was one of those things where it was painful, and there were times where I was just like wanting to ask him like, no. No, I I am an American. We don't we don't just go climb mountains on the weekend. <laughs> you know, that's not something we do. Um so, you know, I want to I want to catch the next buggy. I'll I'll meet you at the top. Um but you know, he he kept driving me forward and he just kept turning around like he's like, oh, yeah, the air is so good up here, isn't it?" and I'm like, "Yes, yes, if I could breathe some of it cuz I'm out of yeah. breath." But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah. I'm
1: fucking in a <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. What what I what I can breathe of it. it, it it's been fantastic. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, so he kind of you know drove me up the up the side of this mountain, and it was uh, once I got to the top. I mean, it was just like it was one of those experiences where I would have not ever traded that um, experience yeah. for anything because it was just so amazing. Once I got there, I had that huge sense of accomplishment because I was like, oh, yeah. I walked straight up the side of this mountain. To get past. How many people? How many of these other people could say they've done it?
1: that's right y'all took the path i went straight up the side
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah i mean that's definitely you you need that person that's there to kind of you know help you along and that's where yeah. you know coaches come in so handy cuz they help you along and they they cheerlead or they give you that tough love where it's like you can do this i know you can do it i'm doing it i'm you know yeah. like in his case i was like man he's he's 76 years old if he could do it i'm definitely gonna do it <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I kept
1: yeah. no it, and you bring up you bring up a really good point i was actually talking to one of my clients about that this week of that I will tell my clients from time to time the things that I'm doing that frighten me and that I'm going ahead with with my goals and doing things that scare me and facing my obstacles and everything. And I tell them in part the reason I tell you this is not because, you know, I want you to feel differently about me per se and rah-rah, just boom-bomb me, but to tell you I'm not just saying, oh, yeah, you, you go do all those super scary things. Yeah, have, good luck with that. I'm right here. Go, you. You know that that I'm out there and I'm doing stuff that scares me because I want them to understand I'm a woman of integrity and when I tell you that change is super hard that I'm out there with you I'm in the trenches I'm climbing straight up that mountain with you You know <laughs> um, it may not be the same mountain we may have different mountains but that I'm I'm walking the walk as well and I think that's so important to be able to. Um, relate to people around you to be able to not just tell them oh yeah you can do it you're doing great yeah that's fabulous but that also you're living it and and you're making it happen so I think I think that's beautiful I love that example that you gave of just going straight up the mountain
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I, I think that's that's important too what you said is the fact that you know people see these coaches and they're all like, oh, these people have it all together that's how they're so mm-hmm. good at coaching you they don't have any adversity it's like no no they're up you know we're, we're everybody's still human at the end of the day we all face the same struggles and battles and
1: situations
0: yeah. in life things that come at us that we don't expect or don't understand yeah um, we just have to roll with the punches like everyone else does
1: yeah no absolutely absolutely and i, I love that i i give the example of one of the things that, you know, when I was I was looking at going forward, getting getting a training that kind of scared me um, and that I knew was going to be important to help me grow. And so one of the things I did to help myself be ready was uh, I had read that, you know, if you if you tackle something in a different area of your life, that it can help give you the perspective and the, you know, sort of the I can conquer adversity and you can translate that into other areas of your life. So I decided, you know what, for years I've been saying, you know, I'm not... Overly generously sized, but I would like to be more physically fit. And so I decided, okay, I'm tired of just saying that I want to actually do it and make that happen. And so I've been using a workout app that I can do at home because I have a strong aversion to going to gyms. And so (laughs) it's something I can do at home, which I like very much. And, and I've been doing that very consistently four days a week, no matter where I am. So on vacation, when I'm at my mom's at Thanksgiving, any of those kinds of things that I've done it. And there were times where I thought, oh, come on, seriously, I don't feel like doing this today, you know. But it's short. It's it's one of those high-intensity interval training workout apps. Um, and so you can you can talk yourself into 18 minutes or 6 minutes you you can do that <laughs> at least that works for me and and just to look back after a year of doing that and saying okay no i don't have like the perfect body shape or whatever now but I'm more physically toned, I'm stronger, I'm less likely to have injuries, and so my current self is thanking my past self, and my future self will thank me today for still continuing to do that, even when I don't want to, because that's helping me move forward, and really, that has helped so much in other areas to be, well, if I can do that, you know, if if I can get up first thing in the morning, and I can do this workout that leaves me laying on the floor in a pool of sweat going, okay, I think I almost died, you know, then what else can I do, obviously? once i get up off the floor what else can i do for <laughs> the day that that maybe i thought was insurmountable because when i look at the because it gives you the options to change out exercises and things like that when i look at that sometimes i think oh no, no 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 i don't think i can do that today and suck it up do it and once you're done with it you feel that sense of accomplishment which i'm sure is Tiny compared to how you felt when you got up to the German castle, but still on a daily basis for me saying, I've done this one thing. Now, what else can I do? Because I was willing to face my fears, face my, you know, laziness, whatever it is and say, no, my health is important. This is important to me. And so I'm going to do this one step for myself today. So.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, those, those little things build up to the, the, the big thing, you know, because if I had not been, you know, doing little things, um, working out and, and, uh, doing stuff like that before I started this, I probably never could have done it. I was actually, um, before I went to Germany cause I knew, you know, I was going to be doing a lot of walking and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that throughout the country. I actually yeah. started uh, a workout regimen where I was actually, uh, doing spinning, um, oh, wow. before I went to work. And so what I would, you? I would, I would, uh, i need to get back into it because i haven't done it in years but but yeah before i went uh for for a good solid uh four or five months i i every morning for about 30 minutes i would spin uh, my parents actually wow. had a a uh, a spin cycle at their house so i'd get there and you know hop on it and just spin for half an hour and then take a shower and go to work That's So awesome. yeah.
1: Good for you. That's fantastic. And and look what you did based on all of that work ahead of your trip. That's fabulous.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's those like you said, it's those little things that build up to bigger things. And that's what it was for me. So I was like, yeah, let me go back and share that because, yeah, I definitely didn't just wake up one morning and be like, yep, I'm going to climb a mountain. You know, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not without laying there at the top, like, uh, okay, I didn't die, but uh, I need somebody to take a picture.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm here. I'm laying here, but I'm here.
0: (laughs) I climbed this land for a nap. (laughs) Oh, wait.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Just prop me up a little bit so it looks better in the picture.
0: (laughs) And then bring me a pillow and a pizza. That's right.
1: That's right. And a pizza. Hello. You know what you always think of when you think I climbed a mountain for a German castle? No, I want pizza.
0: <laughs> well, actually, I think we did have pizza that day. There was there was a little Italian restaurant uh, ah. the next town down where we went to because we actually went to three castles that day. So it was uh, it was uh, quite an, quite an adventure. Oh, that is
1: awesome. <laughs> <That's, clears throat> I'm gonna say that's about as ironic as the best Italian food I've ever had in my entire life was when I was in Scotland. And and I, I never would have guessed that, you know, hey, I'm going to Scotland, where they're not known for Italian food, but that, that's where I'm going to go. And and it was fabulous.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the same for me. Well, except for not in Scotland. It was in, in Germany. There was a, a little restaurant in the town that my aunt and uncle lived in. And uh, we, we when I went back with my wife. A couple years later, uh, we were walking around town and just found it. And I'm like, well, that place looks good, and we're hungry. Let's go in, and it was it was phenomenal. I'm like, we're not in Italy, but uh, yeah, you know, this will do. <laughs> this will totally do. Oh,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I I was waiting for what what the German reference was, actually, David, because on your LinkedIn profile, it talks about um, that you have a Duolingo certificate for basic German, and I thought, okay, there's got to be a story there, and now I've heard it, so.
0: (laughs) Yes, yep. Yeah, I started doing the Duolingo, which is a really great program uh, Mm -hmm. before I went, um, as well as I had found a bunch of, like, uh, tapes that had been ripped down Mm the MP3 to to practice, because I i speak it okay and i understand it really well but um not when i'm I'm, i have to be kind of around it for a couple days before i get to the point where i'm like speaking you know because i'll I'll, first day i'm there i'll be like uh i'm ordering a coffee or something they're like it's okay you can speak in english we understand and i'm like thank you you know because almost everybody there speaks english so (laughs) (laughs) thank
1: you i just want a coffee
0: (laughs) i'm really parched right now (laughs) (laughs) I promise my
1: German will come online after I have some caffeine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: That's great. Okay, so if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a question sort of out of the blue, but I I have to ask because I think it'll be fun for us. So one of my favorite questions to ask people when I'm first getting to know them is, what is one thing about you that I would never guess? And I'm going to preface it that, that I have read your entire LinkedIn profile, so you can't give me anything off of that.
0: Uh, that I was actually con- uh, uh, concerned that if you ask me any questions, I was like, okay, let me try and think of stuff uh, that might not be easily, easily found. Um, so, um, one thing that I don't even think I've even mentioned on my podcast is that I'm actually ambidextrous.
1: Oh, very cool. And you're right. Um, I would have never guessed that.
0: Most people don't know it because. Uh-huh. Um, oddly enough, the only thing I can really do well with my left hand is write, and mm. I do everything else right-handed. So most people assume I'm right-handed until they see me grab a pen and paper and they're like, "Wait a second, you're not right-handed? You're you're, you're weird." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I'm weird. Thank you." <laughs> and I start writing. <laughs>
1: no, I'm incredibly talented. Thank you very much. <laughs> my brain works on both sides. Thank you. That's
0: but, yeah, very yeah. interesting. So in in school, uh, my teachers always tried to make me right-handed, um, oh, yeah. and and so uh, you know that didn't really work out really well. And of course, back then they thought it was a preference. Now that people studied it, they're like, oh yeah, it's kind of a predilection. You're either you're either going to write right-handed or left-handed. Mm-hmm. There's not really a change. Um,
1: yeah. No.
0: But, no, yeah. it's
1: not. You woke up one day and said, Ooh, let's try this other hand. It'll be fun.
0: <laughs> now, the other kids in school are doing it. Why not? Let's find this <laughs>
1: I'll do it with my right hand. Fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that is very cool. I don't. I don't think I qualify myself as ambidextrous because I only write with my right hand and somehow in my mind, if you can write with both hands, that works, but I can eat with either hand. I can do my entire hospital job with only one hand, either hand. Um, there's a reason for that. Lots of practice comes into mind, but um, I also, I play tennis with my right hand and racquetball with my left hand. Okay. That, and that's because that's, really that's because I was taking both of those classes at the same time in college, and somehow ah. in my mind, I thought that will help me be better in each one if I don't try and mix them.
0: <laughs> okay. well, and it probably helped with uh, any potential injury too, because you're mm-hmm. you know you're not stressing out one arm over the other more. Right. So I mean, yeah that that works, I guess. <laughs>
1: So I I don't know. I don't know. But I do I do do things with with both hands. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school that was left handed. And so I thought, Oh, that's cool. I'll eat with my left hand. And I started eating with my left hand. And then when I was 18, I went to Taiwan and taught English there for almost a year. And um, I at the time that I was there eating with your left hand was not okay culturally, because that is associated with um, activities that are not eating. Um, And so I then had to relearn to eat with chopsticks with my right hand, because all I knew was eating with chopsticks with my left hand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, well, of course, you go back in history, a lot of people that were left-handed were considered to be dishonest or criminals or thieves or other things like that there was always a negative connotation historically speaking with left-handed people for some reason yeah
1: and i think that's so sad because i some of the most fascinating people i've known have been left-handed and i just think it's cool so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's i i never well because i think because i was ambidextrous i never got into that whole, like, right versus left. I'm just like, well, you know, whatever hand you pick up the pen with, I mean, you're still still a human at the end of the day. I mean, it's not like you grew a third arm or something. (laughs) No, because
1: that would be so much cooler.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. It'd be like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, Zaphod, with his third arm. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: I had to pull in one hitchhiker's reference after our conversation this morning, so I was like, yeah, we "Gotta find something."
1: <laughs> I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. I have to, I have to tell you that my husband is a huge sci-fi guy, and on the back of his truck, around his license plate, it actually says, "Don't panic. The answer's 42.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I, I have. Um the uh like outline like a, a bumper sticker thing of uh the flux capacitor from back to the future mm-hmm. on, on, on the back of my car which anyone who's seen the album art for my show is you know uh-huh. as I've recently updated they see that in there so so yeah
1: that's awesome that's awesome you gotta have it you gotta sneak it in you gotta sneak yes. it in I, I, have to, I have to out myself that um I'm not quite the fan of sci-fi that my husband is and um I also don't watch a lot of television or movies. So so there's this um, whole section that I refer to as star something. And if my husband's talking, I'll say, oh, is that a star something thing? Because if you want me to know if it's Star Wars or Star Trek, I'm not going to be able to tell you that. I can identify a star something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, There's nothing wrong with that. My wife is actually the same way. <clears throat> Which is funny, because she works at a movie theater, so she, she surprisingly doesn't watch as many movies as you'd think you'd watch oh, if you funny. worked at a movie theater, but but yeah, so she, she'll be like, oh, are you talking about this or that? No, I'll have to kind of explain it, or she'll be like, you realize I've never seen that movie, and I'm like, oh, like she hasn't seen, like, Wizard of Oz, and I'm like, how could you have not seen Wizard of Oz? It's like a classic. <laughs>
1: Those words minus the Wizard of Oz, you know, how could you have not seen blank? It's a classic. My husband has said to me so many times. I'm, like, I, I, I'm apparently just not a fully complete individual yet. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs>
0: I haven't reached the mountaintop yet. Give me time. I
1: have not. I have not. So slightly funny story on that point. Um, My husband said, oh, we're going to be watching this movie called Austin Powers. Um, I don't know that I necessarily recommend it. But um, so we watch it and all of his friends are laughing hysterically at it. And I'm looking at them and saying to myself, why are you laughing? That's not funny. That's not funny at all. That's kind of dumb. And so talking to my husband later, he figures out I've never seen a James Bond movie. Huh. So so having me watch a satire of a conglomeration of James Bond movies, there was a lot that was lost on me during that movie. so
0: <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have seen all of the James Bond movies and I didn't really find Austin Power's funny I, at all Thank either. You. So, so <laughs> you're not alone. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get the I didn't get the humor. I, I was not in that era of Saturday Night Live humor. I was before that you know even though um you know more than the dan Aykroyd, eddie murphy so mm-hmm. you know anything past that i really didn't get comedy wise so. <laughs> thank
1: you i feel very vindicated thank you very much for that
0: <laughs> oh you're welcome you're welcome
1: <laughs> yes i'm afraid that you know in a lot of ways my husband loves me very much in the in the whole sci-fi and whether or not i can keep something separated in the star something <laughs> category he's like oh Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that is you. You you hold that up for our relationship, okay? That's that's you over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's 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 your, that's your part of the fifty percent. My part of the fifty percent. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I make people uncomfortable talking about swallowing. You you do the whole sci fi thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that's probably a conversation he's you know he doesn't know a lot about as far as how to talk to people like about those, those things at the hospital. So, you know, you you balance each other out, you know, yin yang (laughs) and all that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Totally. So what's, what's the most favorite um, travel experience you've had besides climbing the mountain straight up in Germany?
0: Um, Probably beyond that, I would have to say um, when I was in uh, England, I, I actually uh went to Cardiff for um a, a uh a, a day trip and um I did not realize it was the rugby semifinals that was being held there that day. So so the town was packed and of course I was going for nerdy reasons because I I honestly I I've watched rugby and I still don't really understand what's going on. Um mm. But uh, that's where uh, Doctor Who and, and some of the episodes of Torchwood uh, were, were filmed. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to go there and see the, the, the places where they filmed uh, the show. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there, which was handy that they had the rugby semifinals because once the match started, everybody was either in the stadium or in the pubs around the city so uh-huh. i was able to go around and take pictures where there was like no one there it was like i was oh. going to take like like these exclusive photos you know wow. and, and so that was really fun um just so happened they had a doctor who museum uh, set up there as well so i actually got to go to that and then wow. i went back to the bus station because it was time for the bus to leave and I, I walked up to the attendant and i said hey you know it's uh it's almost i think six o'clock it's time for the bus and he's like son the 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 town's shut down. The rugby match is going on. The bus is not leaving until that's over. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, well, I've I've heard of that on like TV and movies where like town shut down for sports events, but I've never actually experienced it. So that's interesting. Um, so I decided to find a pub that was not completely packed where I could kind of squeeze my way into, and I sat there and watched the end of the rugby match, and uh, people bought me free free beers, uh, while I was there and, and we sat there and they tried to explain it to me what was going on. And, and <laughs> it was just, they might've, they might as well have been speaking in like, like, you know, Spanish or French or some language that I don't speak because I had no idea what they were talking about.
1: <laughs> nod and smile, nod and smile.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So that guy threw the ball to that guy and they got points. Cool. Yeah. That's just like, it's like the American football, except for we wear all those pads and helmets and stuff. Right. <laughs> but exactly. Yeah. So that was that was interesting because I spent a lot longer there than I really intended to. We didn't get back to um, my hotel in London until I think I got to home around eleven that night. Oh. Um, but it was really fun. I got to enjoy a cultural experience uh, yeah. and um, you know celebrate with a town full of people who really loved rugby and and. Yeah. Uh, Take some awesome photos where there was no tourists in the background, so I got these really great shots. <laughs> that's awesome!
1: That's awesome! What a great example of you know, even when things don't turn out, there there's always a silver lining. Sometimes you just have to look for it. So that's great! I love that, and <laughs> and, and and I love being able to take pictures with without people cluttering them up. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I ran into that one more time while I was in London. I really wanted to get a picture of myself crossing uh, Abbey Road because I'm also a mm-hmm. huge Beatles fan.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: unfortunately, I decided to go in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. And of course, all those people were at work because it's a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm like walking and I'm like, wow, there's no cars, there's no people, there's nobody here. Um, so I basically ended up walking back to like, there's a little like traffic triangle there Mm -hmm. and i stood there and took a picture and i i took some pictures as i was crossing and things like that and i was like well okay well i've been here i've seen the studio i went to the um to the catholic school where paul mccartney uh went to school when he was a kid and you know and i'm time time to head back to town now
1: (laughs) that is awesome david i love that you have fun travel stories that's very cool
0: I always try and, you know, just I've never been one of those people that wants to get a tour guide. I just want to go find stuff and discover stuff. And, you know, so I just I I buy a ticket to a place and I go and then I'm just like, hmm, what's here? You know, and I just Google Map my way around.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Every time I've gone somewhere, people like, oh, you should start with a tour. I'm like, no, no. No, I will not do that. Not that whole ride on a bus, get to a place, have 15 seconds to see something, get back on the bus and off you go again. It just to me that's just sounds dreadful. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. I was in I was in Scotland in a town called Oban and it's right there along the coast. Um on the I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know which side it's on. It's on one of them. Um it's on the Glasgow side. And um sitting there just enjoying from mckag's tower that's this partially built um monument to this guy's dream of having something behind that represented him only he ran out of money so it's this partially built structure and you look out over the water and we're just sitting there and we're enjoying this and this bus pulls up all these people pour off they rush off they take all these pictures and then they rush back onto the bus again and then they're gone and I think we've been sitting here for like an hour, just absorbing the fresh air and enjoying the scenery and the clouds changing and the shipping, you know, containers going by on these huge cargo ships and it was beautiful. And I think, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to have to pile off a bus, take like 19 pictures, get no sense of the place and meet people. I really don't want that. I want to have this experience where, yeah, maybe I don't know where I'm going all the time. And maybe the bus doesn't come and pick me up because the town's playing rugby. But um, I, I just think that it's, such, it's so much better of a way to experience a place and just what's beautiful about the culture and the people and the language and the food is to actually be there and not just shepherded through the event like a tourist.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I actually experienced in some places. I've actually had people stop and ask me for directions because oh. oh, this guy looks like where he knows where he's going, you know? so. Okay, yeah. Hold on. I pull it up on my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You're looking for uh, Waterloo Station? Yeah, it's just right over there. Just get up on the bridge, right there where where the Tower of London and Big Ben is. Over the crossover bridge. And you can't miss it. You know. So, That's so you awesome. know. And then, of course, in Germany, um, you know, in both trips uh, that I went, uh, we just because we, you could buy a pass that would actually allow you to travel on the trains, buses, or Mm -hmm. streetcars for the whole day. It was like 29 euros. Wow, Um, that's awesome. So we'd be like, oh, this town looks kind of neat. We'd hop off the train and walk around this town. had no idea where where we were. You know, just trying to remember where the train station was so we could get back on it to get (laughs) home or or to where we were going. But yeah, we'd see a town. We're like, that place sounds kind of neat. And, you know, just just hop off and, uh, you know, go explore for a couple hours and you can't really do that when you're on a a tour
1: no no oddly they get a little little upset if you disappear for hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) or they leave you and then you're like I'm stuck in the middle of I don't even I can't pronounce this
1: (laughs) I know where's my tour guide that speaks the language yes exactly yeah
0: there's way too many umlauts over these words I don't know know.
1: My, my my knowledge of this ends with I know that's an umlaut. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, I got nothing. I don't know what that word means at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's very cool. So, so where else uh, have you have you been anywhere else? Really cool, or have any other interesting stories of of being <laughs>
1: Well, let's see, so I spent almost a year in Taiwan. That was very interesting. I spent uh, a long weekend in Hong Kong to uh, renew my visa while I was in Taiwan. Um, I have been to France um, with my husband. He wanted to see um, all of the military sites um, there and that was something he'd always wanted to do. So we finally did that. I've been to England and Scotland twice. And we've been to the Bahamas, I've been to Canada, Mexico... I'm I'm naming things while I'm trying to decide what story should I tell you. <laughs> um, and I have been, my brother um, has been a teacher in South Korea for a number of years now, and he's now married to a South Korean woman. And so I've been there twice. I took my mom when he was first there because he's the baby of the family. So she had to go check on the baby, but she didn't want to go check on him by herself. So I had to take her. And then we went back for he and his wife's wedding. Um, so. Cool yes um so i I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll, we'll, we'll go with that um so going there obviously um as you might imagine both my experience in taiwan hong kong and south korea i i don't look like um any any of the lovely people that live there i'm a bit tall and have a bit of red hair which is a little unusual <laughs> and um being, being there for my brother's wedding, we wanted to be appropriate, so we rented um, what looks, when you write it down, like a hanbok. Apparently, it's pronounced hanbo, um, and so it's this very, you know, lovely attire that is very much meant for a Korean woman and her particular size and shape and um I don't exactly fit that mold, and there was an amount of discussion at the shop where we were renting these from for my brother's wedding about that my arms were too long and my legs were too long, and that there were other parts of me that shouldn't be there. And I'm like, well, I'm really sorry. This is just how I'm built. So we could address that in some way that didn't require my arms being cut off about mid-arm. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Starting to get a little nervous about what they what the whole tones were meaning there. But um, so eventually they added a section to the sleeve so that they would be long enough and um, <laughs> there were a few other articles of clothing that were provided to me to help me conform to the appropriate shape and um, it was all very uncomfortable and uh, i don't recommend it but i doubt that you'll ever find yourself in a female hambo so I'm, I'm not terribly worried on your behalf But
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i end up in south korea dressed in in that attire um so I'm probably gonna be questioning my life choices at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did I get here? Uh, it'd be like like the uh, song from the Talking Heads. Uh.
1: <laughs> what happened that suddenly? This is what I woke up to. Yeah. So it it was it was it was it was a very interesting experience. I w- I will leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy <laughs> for my brother and his wife. But if if I never have to go through that again, that will be okay. <laughs>
0: very cool yeah yeah that would probably make a very interesting book like maybe one you'd have to put in a brown paper bag or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna bring that up at some point i just knew it <laughs> <laughs> i i will let you explain if you want to
0: <laughs> I, I think i have just got to leave that one alone because i mean I, I i really want the audience to sit there and be like what is he talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we'll leave it alone.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just as you were saying that, I'm sitting there thinking like, of me. I'm, I'm just, I've got an extremely vivid imagination, so I'm literally imagining myself sitting in this clothing store in South Korea, them trying to put this dress on me, and thinking like, how did I get here? And just starting to write yes. that down, <laughs> and all that's coming to my mind, and I'm like, wow, that would make an interesting book.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm afraid that um, that and the, the amount of hairspray that I'm pretty sure has remained firmly lodged in my lungs ever since then while they tried to deal with my hair to get it to look like a Korean woman's hair was was also, uh, I'm sure, quite a health hazard that maybe I'll recover from someday. But yeah, no, it was it was. It was all very, very interesting, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm happy for my brother, and he's happy, so that's what matters. But um, I'm, I'm grateful. It's a once in a lifetime experience at this moment. So,
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll contact you for my, you know, my book cover when I'm ready for that, David.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, we can, def- we can definitely work that up. I'll just take a picture of a brown paper back- That's
1: back right. Yes yeah (laughs) see the short list on the back if you're included
0: exactly if you're included you can read this book yes
1: right right. (laughs) yep sorry listeners you're just gonna have to wonder
0: (laughs) absolutely that's gonna be that's gonna be my cliffhanger Uh, that's that's gonna be it you know eventually maybe 10 years i'll reveal that you know and be like yeah in episode 195 uh you know 10 years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was this one point where we talked about a book and this is what what it means and if you work you now you're welcome i like finished it
1: <laughs> you're welcome
0: <laughs> you're welcome <Absolutely.
1: laughs> oh that's <so> funny <clears throat> um uh. I don't I don't think that so. I've laughed as much in a
0: conversation <laughs> in a while, David. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Makes the show makes the show more interesting. It's definitely I think the most after I've had an episode yet. So I think we're good. Yeah. Trying to new territory.
1: Well, thank you. I am sure I have I have a coaching client that says every time you laugh, it means you're going to live longer. And so I, of course, tell her because, you know, I'm an incredibly serious person and I never, ever laugh that I tell her, well, obviously, us doing coaching work together means that we're both going to live forever. But (laughs) I'm going to say I think I've added at least a year just from this conversation. So thank you for that, David.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're most welcome. Always glad to help.
1: (laughs) Oh, so much fun.
0: Right, very true yeah so so any more questions for for me you know anything else you are curious about or do you want to oh. get me to answer on on live well semi live
1: yes yeah, semi live um so that we're only semi live here we're partially not alive um <laughs> So I would love to know, I know that based on what you've been posting and some of your other podcast episodes that you're working on a book, what is your favorite character from your current book you're working on?
0: Um, I'd have to say my favorite character um, is actually the main character, uh, Mm -hmm. Jonathan, um, because he just, he is so... um, so much of a deep thinker like mm-hmm. about over analyzes everything. And, um, you know, some of the conversations he has with himself, just like I've said, there writing this. And I'm like, if people are going to think I'm crazy, there's probably guys in straight jacket coming to the house with this book releases <laughs> because they're going to think that I've lost it. Cause who thinks of these things that have an, a, a character think about in a book. And, um, so yeah, him. And then, um, <laughs> Probably my next favorite would actually be uh, an AI character named mm-hmm. uh, Lisa, but she started off as Alexa, like as an oh. Amazon Alexa, okay. uh, one of the leftover technologies that that actually survived to the point where this this book was written, um, and and so she eventually became an arti- fully artificial intelligent, and then gave herself the name Lisa because Lisa is one of the, well, at one point, it was one of the most common names for a girl Mm -hmm. born in America, and then it died Mm -hmm. off in popularity, so she picked that because it was less likely for anyone to actually um, confuse her with someone else.
1: Very cool. I love that. I love that. And, and, And neither one of them are based on people you actually know?
0: Uh, these two are not. However, oh, okay. most of the other characters are actually based on uh, people that I know in real life. And I tried mm-hmm. to actually uh, emulate some of their character traits and mm-hmm. as best I could, you know, because I'm you know, <laughs> just trying to, to find, um, use some of the things that they might say or their mannerisms to kind of flesh out the characters in the book. But yeah.
1: I, I loved that. I actually, it, it was a leading question because listening to some of your previous episodes, I heard you talking to someone and talking about, can I use you in my book? And I just really like, you know, things about you and your support and everything. I thought that is so cool. I think that's so awesome that you're you're blending characters that you've created. And then also with people that you actually know, I think that's really awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was really fun because, uh, you know, Being able to write and and to do like a tribute to that person to show, Mm -hmm. you know, my friendship to them, I thought was really cool. And actually, I've released a couple books and one of them that I released, I just sent to one of my friends on LinkedIn, uh, Robert Kelly. Um, Mm -hmm. He actually uh, sent me a message and was like, oh, you should make a little short, uh, short science fiction story about this. So I actually wrote the whole thing out or at least the first part of it and then had it published into a book and sent it to them.
1: That's awesome. I love that. I love where your creativity meets real life and that you're finding such joy from blending the two together. I think that's really fabulous. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really realize I was doing all of that, but it definitely makes it sound (laughs) a lot more fancy. but.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. That's what I'm for.
0: <laughs> Yay, cheerleading. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not only are you famous,
0: now you do really cool stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it sounds good on paper. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all, all right. Well, um, so uh you know, I appreciate I really appreciate you coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Um, so if somebody wanted to, like, reach out to you and find out more uh, than than this, which is a lot. I mean, <laughs> I, I think anybody should be sold at this point to hire you or, or to at least be referred to someone that you you recommend. Um, but how is the best way to find you on online? Well, thank you. That's
1: very kind. For starters, I appreciate your kind words. Um, I am on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my one and only place. I'm not anywhere else. So, if you want to find me, you come to LinkedIn and you look for the red hair and the big smile and hope you can spell my last name. Thank you to my husband. Um, <laughs> and and when when you find that, you'll know you found me. So.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I will be including your your picture and you know name and because you know. Uh, on the uh, show description and a link to your to your profile so everyone oh, will be able no. to easily find you there and Having to the uh, reach out to you yes yeah um you know it's just i think it makes the most sense because you know if i just say oh you know i'm doing an interview today you know that's all this in the show description people will be like well with who <laughs> you know, so, so i'm like yeah let me go and put the name in there they might need that that might come in handy. a picture might help you know is uh you know always helps as well. So you can identify like, Oh yeah, that is the person on LinkedIn. Cause like with me, you know, Mm -hmm. like I get all the time, like, uh, there's like 10,000 David Calverts on here. Which one are you? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Um, look for the one that says always thinking, always something, always something, always something. I can never remember what order I put that in. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, i can yeah, tell I found you, you if
1: you want <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah if you don't mind i mean I we're here, it right? says
1: "It says for the listener it says always thinking always looking always listening always writing
0: there we go so yeah so if you find that you found me out of the ten thousand other david calvert
1: so,
0: <laughs> congratulations and you're more than welcome to connect with me too i can definitely help you find uh Elaine or any of the other people I've interviewed on the show. Cause I'm connected with all of them. So <laughs> awesome.
1: you are right. wonderful, David. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on your show.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. And, and thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. Hey everybody, David here from car thoughts with David. And I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path and starting your journey. Well, If you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for $0.99, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50, So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome, epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.